Guys of a Certain Age is brought to you by no one. Absolutely no one. Except these dudes walking down memory lane. Now let's head to the studio to see what they misremember next. And welcome to our first episode of Men of a Certain Age. I'm Robbie Koblitz with Art Shirley and Jay Reed. Wow, they got it right. Excellent. And we do have faces made for radio, so that's why this is audio only. So let's just kind of jump into it real quick. This is a podcast of guys who are uh, who are uh, old enough to have seen Star Wars originally in the movie theater, but went to go see Avengers Infinity War. So does that kind of cover the... It does. And since we're talking about a certain age, we were talking earlier, just how old were we when Star Trek, Star Wars came out? I already had the mental lapse. So, uh, so I'll go first as, as the oldest one here. I was 13 when I first saw Star Wars and, and 14, you know, just a month later when I saw it for the uh, probably the fourth through the seventh times in the theaters that I saw it. You saw it seven times in the theater? Saw the- it seven times in the theater. Now, I will say, and probably shouldn't say this, but that was at a time when your parents would drop you off at the theater and you may see it, you know, two showings in a row. So, so I don't you- know that I went seven times. And it was, you know, that was okay. The theater didn't have a problem. You so would sometimes you s- go into the movie in the middle of it. And then stay to watch the beginning of you it. You stole George Lucas's intellectual property. Yeah, that's why I think he's on food stamp right now. It's, it's part of a. Yeah, he's hurting so badly for cash. That's, that's why I right. had to sell to Disney. It was that, you know it's like I you know I'm, I'm missing. Of course, at the time too, we're talking about what three bucks. Yeah, you know? yeah, if that much yeah, at that point. Nickelodeon prices. There you go, but not on Nickelodeon. That's right. That's right. There was no Nickelodeon before, at that this point. Is that's before. right. Well, that, there was a whole, Nickelodeon, but there wasn't a Nickelodeon. Yeah, it was. Uh, it was you know on Disney's Main Street, and you flipped the thing around. But anyway, there you go. go. How old were you, Jay? I would have been about ten. And I don't remember if it was this movie or Grease, but one of the two was the first PG movie I was allowed to see. Wow. So that was a, a, a milestone moment for me. I, I was seven, and okay. my, my parents were terrified that I would just have nightmares for days, you know. And I loved Star Wars so much, and I didn't understand what I was seeing. And I remember, I remember vividly wondering, how was Darth Vader born like that? Yeah. You know, I thought, you know, he just kind of popped out with, with, you know, metal and plastic on. I just didn't really understand that. Yeah. Seven. That's, that's, that's young to, to take a lot of that in. Yeah. Even though it's, it's obviously set up for children. That's, that's probably about as young as you want to be to. Well, there's no Jar Jar Binks in in episode four, the the true first episode of Star Wars. Which for me, and I don't know how you feel, but that's always Star Wars. I don't call it. Jar Jar Binks? No, no. The first one, which is sometimes called a new hope by these young folks, yeah, uh, it's always Star Wars to me. I don't know all those other names. I know Star Wars, and that's that's <clears> what it <throat> will be to me as well. Um, all right, I will me. say this, and we can probably we'll talk more in depth about our cultural experiences later. But I actually, you know, not having the internet around back in those days or computers of any kind and electricity, we were lucky to have, but. Um, I actually had read the Star Wars comic book that Marvel put out, so that was my first exposure to it. I had I had found out about this thing, and I thought it was a movie that I just missed. You know, maybe it was an older movie from the fifties or yeah. or forties that I had just missed. And so I'm reading this thing, not realizing because again, 
other than, you know, coming attraction trailers, we didn't know what was coming up at the theater, you know, years in advance or whatever like we do That's now. That's true. So. You know, and, and I read the comic books as well. I think I grabbed the comic books after I saw it for the first time. Mm-hmm. And it had been in theaters for several, several weeks before I went. And, and no one knew what to make of it. So but. I don't think I saw the comic books, but I have, uh, I may be jumping the gun here, but I still have a box full of figurines. Oh, yeah. That, uh, that I wish I had left in the box and kept in mint condition, but oh well, I played with them. Mine are in my office right now, as you guys saw. So, all right, we, we really have jumped forward. Let's, who are we? Why are we here? Do you know what the reference, what reference that's from? I don't. Who am I? Why am I here? So it was Admiral Stockdale, who was Perot's running oh, yeah. mate <laughs> in, yeah. in 92, the vice presidential debate. And he's like, he just puts his hearing aid on. He's like, who am I? Why am I here? And yeah. it's like, yeah, and it all went downhill from there. And <laughs> So we've yeah. already uh, broken the no politics rule, but yeah. uh, anyway, but, I think but, that's but I think that's a cultural milestone, more, much more so than yeah, a, a political. I? Why am I here? So yeah. all right, all right. Didn't Phil Hartman do a great uh, Admiral Stockdale? I think. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. And we're really aging and dating ourselves. That's right. Who are you, Art? Why are you here? I'm Art Shirley. I uh, currently work for Mississippi State University's Extension Ag, uh, Department of Agricultural Communications. I'm their Web Communications and Graphic Design Manager for those folks. I've worked uh, over the years for uh, for an ad agency. Actually, worked with Robbie at one point in my life, and uh, also worked for Brian Foods and Mossy Oak in their marketing departments. I am, above all else, though, a frustrated cartoonist. Would love to have been a comic book artist or a uh, comic strip artist at one point in my life, and I, I still find myself thinking that's what I'm going to do when I grow up. So that that's one of the things I was going to ask. How do you make your money, and what's your side hustle, or what do you want your side hustle? Yeah, to be? I would I would love to do a comic strip. I did one when I was. I guess we could go ahead and get this out of the way too. I went to Ole Miss. Jay went to Ole Miss. There's actually two of us here in Starkville that are uh, are Ole Miss folks. But I did a daily cartoon at uh, while I was there for uh, three the three of the uh, four and a half years I was at Ole Miss. I did. Uh, a daily comic strip, and that was a lot of fun to do that. In art of the three of us, art probably got done with college the quickest. Yeah, I didn't <laughs> realize that. Yeah, yeah. I didn't yeah. realize that. All right, Jay, who are you? Jay Reed. I am uh, a native of Starkville in a sense. I was born in Texas, and I always thought of myself as this Texan. I was really proud of that. Um, but um, moved to Starkville just a few weeks after I was born. Uh, grew up here, went to school here. Um Went to college, as, as Art said, at Ole Miss. Um, ended up in pharmacy school. Yes. And then <laughs> ended up in North Carolina where I met my wife and uh, first son was born. Our only son was born. And then we weren't even farther. We went from a day's drive from home to a day's flight from home. Uh, lived in the Middle East for a while. But I'm back in Starkville about nine years now. Uh, my day job is, is pharmacy. I'm a pharmacist. And, and my side hustle, my um, the thing that a lot of people actually know me more from the food writing I do than they do. This, they don't even realize I'm a pharmacist. <laughs> so I've got the food writing gig on the local paper and a local in a statewide magazine, and I like to play in that in that arena as much as possible. Have actually worked with Robbie in that sense and uh, collaborating on some videos with uh, his son Mark. So you're not only Doctor Feel Good, you're Doctor Eat Good as well. Exactly. He's the one they call Dr. Eat Good. 
He's you'll, the one that makes you. You'll cut the audio in here, right? You'll, you'll put the, you'll drop the song in doom, later. Doom, 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 doom. It's like the only Molly <laughs> Crew song I really like. So, uh, Robbie Koblenz, I'm a TV slash media producer, and that's my day job, and that's really my side hustle too. That's pretty much all I do if I didn't do this for a living, which some would argue I'm living, and uh, I would do it as a as a side gig. Hence, I'm doing this. On a lunch on a Friday with two of my good buddies, and uh, so it's a lot of fun. We we travel all over the place. You know we, you know what, what's the motto for the uh, for the CIA? Travel, meet interesting people, kill, kill them. them. <laughs> we travel, we meet interesting people, then we shoot them, yeah. so they're not dead when we're done. Or so. feed them, or feed them. There you go. And uh, so I've worked with both of these guys on and off through the years. I've known Art forever. We were involved in a. In the first independent movie, independent film festival in Mississippi, gosh, 20 years well, ago. Well, they're celebrating an anniversary, I think. It may be 25 years. Is it 25? I'm not sure, but it's it's close to that. Wow. Yeah. No, it can't be. It can't be because Bonnie and I have been married over 23, and it happened after we got married. So I think they're coming okay. up on the 20th. 20th, maybe. Yeah, yeah okay. Yeah. It, it seemed like it was a milestone, but maybe yeah. Yeah, so 20 sounds probably closer to right. And Ron Tibbet, who's kind of the godfather of independent film in the state of Mississippi, who's no longer with us. So, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, Ron uh, started the Magnolia Independent Film Festival up in uh, West Point years ago, migrated to Startville and still going strong. Mm-hmm. So, um, interesting fact about Ron Tibbet. I don't know anybody here other than you two would want to know this or be interested. Ron went to the University of Illinois. He was a uh, quarterback, blew out his knee his freshman year, but he was on the team with Dick Buckets. So, I did not know that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Never played with him on the field, obviously. I think Buckets was a senior and Ron was a freshman. But uh, anyway, way back when. So, all right. Well, we kind of we kind of crashed into the to the pulp the pop culture moment of childhood thing that we talked about and. Uh, yeah, I, I guess you know Star Wars was pretty seminal for me. I mean, that was. I mean, it was a little. It hit me a little bit younger than you guys. Yeah. But uh, you know, how can you start without Star Wars? Yeah, that's what uh, you know. Trying to, to come up with the defining cultural moment. You know, it's it's that's to me is 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 what I you know first went with, and then you know kind of backtracked and thought. Of course, I, I'm the only one, I guess, young enough to remember. Uh, the 60s Batman show in its original incarnation when it came out. So that was when I was, you know, five or six years old. I definitely old. watched it. I certainly <clears throat> yeah. watched it. But, uh, you know, growing up, always a, a fan of both, uh, you know, Saturday morning cartoons, Batman, cartoon stuff, science fiction, love Star Trek. Uh, Planet of the Apes was always a favorite. You know, the original uh, movie series of Planet of the Apes was always a favorite. But when Star Wars came out, and as I said, I was 13 or 14 years old, when Star Wars came out, all of a sudden, something that I liked and, you know, probably, you know, felt a little uh, alone in liking this kind of thing, although I had, you know, a small circle of friends that enjoyed it, uh, became hugely popular. Uh, 2001 had made science fiction legitimate, I think, to a large degree. Star Trek, some would say, did as well. But it had never been popular. And Star Wars and seeing things that on the screen that, you know, I got the references. I got the old movie serial references. I got who these characters were. Uh, and uh, the success of that show, uh, that movie rather, uh, kind of gave me a feeling that hey, it's okay to be uh, you know a nerd or a geek or a whatever. Geek, yeah. yeah. Uh, so uh, so I, t- for me, that's you know it's kind of like you said, it's a it's a, it's a moment where you go okay, you know I, uh, I I'm okay. There's a lot of people that that feel this same way and enjoy this thing. So I, it really meant a lot to me when it came out. What do you remember, Jay? 
I remember, I guess, like I said, of the toys. I mean, we had uh, all kinds of things and still do. Um, In looking back, I don't remember it being such a seminal moment at the time. But in hindsight, because it's still going, the franchise is still very active and, and very real. And it's now something that my son and I can enjoy together. And he knows all the history. He's read the comics. He's read the books. So he fills me in on little things that, that I might have missed um, that and Avenger movies and all kinds of stuff like that. But the the moment I knew it was bigger than I thought was just a few months ago when I took my wife and daughter to see Solo. And I know my wife had seen some. My daughter had seen nothing. But she's like, I've been missing this. Mm-hmm. I, I need to go back and watch all the movies now. So at that point, I realized, you know, this is a big deal. Yeah, I remembered um, it, it was it was kind of an emotional moment for me uh, a few years ago. I've, I've got two boys, uh, one who's a junior in high school who's almost 17, and then uh, a sophomore who's 15. There's about 18 months between them. It was it, when um, Force Awakens came out. Of course, my boys were a little young to go to the theater to see the, the prequels. And uh, Revenge of the... Revenge of the Sith. They were old enough to see it, but I didn't feel comfortable taking them to see it at that time. Um, but taking them to see Force Awakens with the roll up, the crawl, the 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 the, the Star Wars dropping on that was a real emotional moment for me, which I, I didn't really didn't realize it would be because it's very much full circle. Because I remember seeing uh, Star Wars with my dad in the theater, you know. So, but. We're just not going to talk Star Wars now. So, I mean, that's not what this is all about, our Star Wars memories. That would be like an episode and a half of a podcast. But I will echo that, uh, you know, I haven't mentioned my sons yet or my family at all yet, but I have two boys. Mine are 27 and 24 now. And uh, both of them uh, share a love for this kind of stuff, too. And it was, for me, it was the Phantom Menace, you know, when we're old enough to actually go. My older one, at least, was old enough to go and see that. So, Regardless of you know, how some, mal- maligned it is, I know it's some child would, abuse. Some yeah. would say that might be child yeah. abuse. But so. it, you know, <clears throat> it's a fun experience. Of course, he's as little as he was. You mentioned Jar Jar Binks, you know, earlier. That was fine. Now we don't watch it anymore. You know, even when we do the Star <laughs> Wars marathon, it's not. You know, it, that doesn't make that we do machete order, so it doesn't. Uh, there doesn't, you go. Yeah. doesn't come up in the rotation. But uh, it's like you said, it's something that uh, it's been neat to share. You know, with uh, with uh, my, my sons as well growing up. So I think we're all in agreement on that. So you've got two son- sons, uh-huh. ages, names. Uh, Will is my Ole Miss son. He's much more than that, of course. But uh, I have one that went to Ole Miss. He's 27 and works in Oxford for, as, uh, for a computer software company up there. And my younger son, Drew, is 24, and he works for Packard as a mechanical engineer. Uh, and, and and he graduated from Mississippi State, so we're truly a house divided. Wife, how long wife, you been married? Been Which married, wife is this? This is my first wife. Uh, we've been married for thirty two years, and uh, uh, she uh, we met in high school, and uh, she went to state. So, like I said, we are truly a house divided. But you grew up a Mississippi State fan, so yeah, I actually did grow up a Mississippi State fan, and, as opposed uh, to other people. Yeah, no, no. I, I grew, grew up, up a Mississippi State fan too. Yeah, did you really? I was neutral. I was I was a fan of both. Yeah, we really didn't. I don't think any of us had a whole lot to, you know, of course, you know, Archie was there when I was, was growing up. But that would be Archie Manning. Archie Manning. Yeah. But I was a state fan, so that did me no good. Yeah. Uh, but uh, I got a scholarship to Ole Miss and, you know, as 
parents of children that are in college, have graduated from college, or going to college at some point, we realize that money talks. <laughs> so. I just I just want to mention, I had a scholarship to Ole Miss, and I denied it. I turned oh, it down. Okay. So some of us are better than that. So. <laughs> Boom. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, Jay, wife and kids. Been married to Melissa for 22 years this year, coming up on 22 in a few weeks. Uh, our son, Jacob, he is um, at State in Chemical Engineering. We'll be finishing in about a year and a half. I uh, don't know if he'll use it, but uh, he's certainly going to finish it. <laughs> we'll make sure of that. My daughter, Lauren, is 17, and she is currently in a, in a gap year program called Impact 360. Um, and right now, as we speak, she is in Brazil doing some projects there as a part of her curriculum, and we're just really excited about both of them um, and you know where they are, even though I, I told my son, you can go to Mississippi State, it's fine. Uh, you can have as many cowbells as you want. You just cannot ring them in the house. It's wow. Good good so we, 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 we've had a good agreement so far. There you go. That's pretty funny. Um, like I alluded to, I've got, I've got two boys, David, 17, Marcus, 15, and my wife, Bonnie, will be 23, 24 years for us. Because this is, we're in 19, 19 subtract 96, no, 23 years. Yeah, there you go. Wow, okay, basic My wife's name is Becky. Did I mention that? I didn't mention that. I'm in trouble. We have to start over. (laughs) (laughs) Wow, wow. And uh, so I've got uh, my my youngest, like Jay alluded to, he's a good chef. Um, We made the transition from being Robbie and Bonnie to Mark's parents a few years ago. Mark's a talented kid. Uh, both my kids are great. Uh, Mark is a kid chef. He um, was on the pilot episode of Chop Junior on Food Network. Um, he did season five of MasterChef Junior, top 10 finalist on that. We're doing a TV show with him for Mississippi Public Broadcasting. Gordon Ramsay has yelled at him and thrown his steak against a fire truck, which is kind of a, I, you know, that should probably be in your obit or something, or maybe at least in your resume. So, um, Fun stuff. I, I, I call uh, I call David Ringo because uh, he's just happy to be there. So <laughs> my, my, my oldest son is very low-key and uh, has a very dry sense of humor. Kind of kind of just hangs out there. And when he talks, he's really, really funny. But he's, he's very much like Ringo from the Beatles, you know, and just, yeah, there you go. So I guess you have to be of a certain age to get that joke. Too. Yeah, that's right. Boom. All right, so... Guys, we've been talking almost twenty minutes. All right, let's uh, let's jump into. Uh, you know, we talked about the way things used to be. You know, back in my day, you know, movies were were the the thing, and you had you had premieres in the fall on television. I was always excited for because there was no science fiction in prime time uh, because I was a geek and still am a geek at this point. I was always excited for Saturday morning cartoons and what's coming out, but. Um, I don't know the last time I watched anything on network television, at least not in real time. And it's been years. Um, so with, with what are you guys binging now? I mean, what are you watching? What's your, your, your go-to right now in, in this changing media landscape? We still watch uh, uh, network television. Uh, we like Manifest a lot. We like This Is Us. They had an episode about uh, Star Wars action figures uh, just the other night, which was heartbreaking. You're, you're watching This Is Us. Yeah, we are. Oh, my wife and I watch that together. Did I mention we've been married 32 years? 32 <laughs> years, yeah. 
Wow. <laughs> and that's one of the secrets yeah. right there. It's one of those that I go, I really don't want to get into this. I'm not going to want to watch this. And then we watch it and go, yeah, this is actually pretty good. But, uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's one, one of the shows we watch together. Now, we do watch, uh, you know, the other things that we watch separately. She's big into Handmaid's Tale, which I, have, I was not able to watch. Um, but just because it was going to be too depressing for me, I could tell. Uh, and This Is Us is not? Yeah, it's kind of a strange thing. I mean, you've got Peter yeah. Petrelli from Heroes. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's, that's the true. only thing I know about That's it. Yeah, that's a, it's a good thing to know. Yeah. Uh, but, um, you know, all the, uh, the CW superhero shows, you know, I used to watch those religiously. I've kind of dropped off those. It just got a little too soap operas for me. Uh, a little? Yeah, way too soap operas for me. Yeah, that's right. That's a good point. I found that if you cut out the uh, relationship stuff, you can watch an episode in 10 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Yeah. And, you know, the Netflix superhero stuff, you know, watch that and enjoy that stuff too. Gotham, you know, I'll watch that. But, um, I, you know, coming from this time in the childhood where you had, you know, I'll say Six Million Dollar Man as a superhero as well. <laughs> yeah. Bionic Woman, the Hulk, and, uh, and the really short lived Spider Man thing. That's right. Uh, you know, this this wealth of, of, of superhero shows, you know, I thought, oh, I watch this all the time. And then after a while, I was like, you know, <laughs> I think I'll find something else to watch. You know, like the Jack Ryan series. We enjoyed that a lot. We watched that a lot. We did the same on Jack Ryan. That was probably the last thing we actually binged on and just episode after episode after yeah. episode. And I was very disappointed when it got to, what, eight episodes and it was done? Yeah, it was yeah. done. Like, that, was, this. that was tough. Yeah. But, um once upon a time is something that we're kind of working our way through. There's um, too many, too many seasons of that probably, and uh, it's getting crazier and crazier. But I'm a finisher. If I start something like that, I can't not finish it somehow. Uh, same with Riverdale. We started watching Riverdale because of the comic book connection. Yeah, and then it went completely off the comic book rails. I need to uh, pick that back up again. I, I it, got through season one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, season one was the was was good. It's it's getting weirder and weirder but again I'm, I will finish it because I, I have to doubt, yeah. with a book or anything else no matter how bad it is I, I have to finish it if I start it you need to stay away from Supernatural which I think is on season 88 yeah. now so they're still like. making that yeah they are okay yeah yeah it keeps going and going and going um, you know I, I just read a really interesting article about the downfall of Paramount Studios and how uh, you know Paramount was such a force in Hollywood and then um Sumner Redstone bought it way back when. I mean, it's been 25 years, and and they parceled out so many pieces, parts of it. They were so late on so many different things. They sold off the TV division, and so the Jack Ryan series is one of the things they're using to try to get back into television or episodic work. Mm-hmm. And um, I, I can thought ne- it was really well done. I thought it was great, and I, I can never remember. I can never pronounce. John Kras- Krasinski. Thank you. Yeah. Gesundheit. Um, you know, so he did, uh, I think he's got, uh, he, he's got a creative deal with Paramount, if I'm correct, because he did Quiet Place, which was uh, a big deal for them. Came in as uh, doing the, uh, the, the Jack Ryan piece. And so they're, they're trying to kind of get back to where they were, but they, Paramount is a shell of itself. Wow. So, so, but I thought that was pretty interesting. Um, I, you know, I, my wife and I, I'm, I am a, I want to get up early in the morning, get to work, get going. 
and I go to sleep earlier and earlier, it seems like, and my wife is a night owl, so there's not really anything that we can watch from our time schedules. So uh, I'm the bad husband in that regards, sweetheart, if you're listening, that I just don't do that. But uh, I'm watching The Americans now, which, and one of the things I've gotten to, I think, subconsciously is I'm not going... If I'm going to start a new series, I want it finished or to be almost finished so I can complete it straight through instead of having to jump from a, I'm going to watch everything, an episode a night, an episode every day and a half, to I've got to wait till a new episode drops. And uh, really enjoying the Americans. So, And I'm kind of surprised Art, you couldn't get into Handmaid's. Yeah, I don't know. Well, I, I, I never even watched Handmaid's. I never watched an episode of Handmaid's. Really? Yeah. Wow. And uh, yeah, it's just... I've kind of gotten to the point where, and again, I know we talked about uh, this is us as a as a depressing thing, and it certainly is. But the dystopian future kind of thing, uh, and the the whole negative vibe of a lot of the shows that are out there, I feel like we, and again, we're, we'll we'll keep from getting too political, but I think we we are so much there right now that it's I, I'm looking for happy escapism at this point. Like I said, you mentioned Solo earlier. I loved Solo. To me, it seemed like the uh, the most like the original Star Wars, absolutely, uh, just because it was so much fun. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, not that I, I don't enjoy that kind of uh, that kind of uh, drama, uh, and certainly, you know, I'm, I'm willing to to watch things that uh, you know are dark, but uh, just kind of, you know, I guess the past few years I've looked for things that are a little bit uh, brighter. Do you try? I don't think Handmaid's Tale is. Is it? Is it kind of a dark piece? Is what I understand. Just a touch. Yeah. Okay. Just a touch. Have you tried Handmaid's Tale? I have not. No. But I was thinking about the dark bit that you were talking about, trying to get my the rest of my family besides my son into the superhero movies, so I don't have to go see him by myself. And made the mistake of taking my wife to see Logan, with the idea that this would just be another Wolverine film. Oh no! It was not. And I was. She was not happy, almost to the point of anger at the end of that movie because I made her go. Wow. My yeah. wife, that was one of her favorite superhero movies because she likes the darker stuff. Uh, wow. She, she gets tired of the, you know, it's like, and it's a legitimate complaint, but, you know, all these are basically the same movie. If you go see Iron Man, if you go see, uh, you know, Doctor Strange, if you go see Black Panther, whatever it is, there there's a, a similar quality to all of them, and I guess I can see that. It's called I just Marvel. Happen, I just happen to like those movies. Aquaman. Yeah. I mean, whatever it is, I like Oh, it. now we're, we've gone off the rails. Yeah. yeah. Have you yeah. seen it? No. No. Okay. No. It's good. I've yeah. seen it. Uh, yeah. but, uh, I mean, you know, kind of, it is what it is yeah. as we say, but, uh, yeah, the, the Logan movie. Yeah. The movie she didn't like was, uh, Avengers infinity war because I forgot to tell her it was the first of two parts. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sweetie. She was not happy of spending almost three hours and getting to this, you know, unresolved, uh, Ending. Oh. Uh, spoiler alert. Sorry for those. Yeah. Seen it. I wasn't happy about that either. I had to go home and um, I was immediately texting my son from the parking lot to say, okay, what's, what, what should I know about this? Is this going to be fixed? Yeah. 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 Um, Captain Marvel comes out in two months. Yeah. Less than two months at this point. Yeah. And uh, that's one I'm really looking forward to and did not have, you know, uh, kind of was ambivalent about it before. But uh, the trailers that I've seen looks like it's going to be really good. Looks great, yeah. yeah. And, she, and that's not a character either in in any iteration that I'm that familiar with. Captain Marvel for me was the guy that's going to be in Shazam. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I'm looking forward to that movie. But Captain Marvel, the Marvel version, with Marvel, yeah, Captain right, Marvel, the, the, yeah, 
You don't really say that when you ask for yeah. the tickets, do you? No, no. Well, no, she's Captain Marvel. So the guy Captain, was Captain well, Marvel, right? Marvel, yeah. yeah, yeah. Who that? Uh, oh, who who's playing that in the movie? Uh, Jude Law. Is he, Jude Law. Is that his character? Yeah, we decided. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I wasn't sure if that was out or not. Yeah, but. because you know Kevin Feige asked us all what we should do for yeah. You know, so should Jude Law yeah. be Marvel or not? Yeah. yeah. So so we all decided. Anyway, that looks good. Yeah. Yeah. The, the Avengers Endgame. Yeah. Looks good to me. I, uh, I I picked up some issues of the uh, of the Carol Danvers Captain Marvel. Some of the uh, re-imaging that they, they when they kind of relaunched her, I guess eight or nine years ago, and turned her into arguably the most powerful comic book character out there. So um, it's going to be really interesting to see how they how they pull this off. Um, old Sam Jackson looks young. He doesn't look uh, Pulp Fiction young, but he no. he looks pretty uh, pretty young there. And speaking of him, I'm really looking forward to Glass. Uh, you know, I've, I've, I've Unbreakable. I love that. I thought that was a great way to, to turn the superhero genre on its ear. Have never seen them. Oh, you've never seen them, really? Mm-hmm. Oh man, those are really good movies. Uh, Obviously, we can see who's got a little bit more free time on their hands. Uh, didn't you say you were binge watching The Americans? That's yeah, how many but seasons? You know, Twenty-two episodes. It's yeah, uh, so, like uh, five or thirteen. But see what what's happening is I'm falling asleep halfway through yeah. it. So it's yeah, yeah. yeah. Wow. No. I'm looking forward to Shazam. I, I, I watch Shazam as the Saturday morning show, you know, with the Almighty ISIS. Yeah. Uh, and, so, and I have a Shazam figurine. I'm, I mean, I know I'm, I'm all about the figurines, I guess. I'm a collector. Yeah. Not a hoarder, a collector. And, uh, but Shazam is the one. I, it's going to be campy. It's going to be fun. Oh, yeah. But I think they're embracing but, that. I think yeah. that's going to be. And again, you know, speaking to the whole I'm ready to see something fun, I think it's going to be a lot of fun. I it should that, be. Yeah. And it, I mean, that's that was so much of my childhood was mm-hmm. was watching that TV show. Well, I think I think DC tried to take itself way too seriously. It, after the Christopher Nolan Dark Knight trilogy, they wanted to, to extrapolate that out to everything else. And uh, yeah, yeah, I think maybe they they've realized we we can't be those those people. So, mm-hmm. but anyway. you think Wonder Woman brought us a little bit back from that? It was yeah, quite as dark, I think so. A little yeah. bit more fun. Yeah, yeah. it was, was a lot great, more that, fun. Yeah. That yeah. was a and that was a movie that. Uh, again, my my wife liked, and I think everybody that uh, that I think that helped to kind of put them back on track. You know, I I, I think that's so. a diplomatic way of saying it. What uh, the uh, yeah DC is now back on track from 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 the the abyss that was Justice League. Yeah. So. Which I've never seen. Have you seen the extended? Yeah, and I like the extended version. I, I've got it, and I just haven't had time to watch it. I need to pop down yeah. and just. I'm I'm one that cannot watch Man of Steel anymore. Yeah, I, you know, saw it and, and appreciate it for what it is. But uh, Christopher Reeve will be my Superman. Yeah, that's yeah. The, that's the benchmark as far as superhero movies go. But uh, Justice League, and again, I'm sure it's lowered expectations. It had a lot to do with it. I saw it in the theater. Yeah, it's okay. Uh, I really liked what they did with the extended version of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but again, it's kind of one of those that uh, <laughs> they were still heading in the wrong direction at that point. I think with Wonder Woman, they, they righted themselves uh, quite a bit. And you guys both liked Aquaman. Yeah, I did like Aquaman. Again, it was not anything that it's you know going to go, oh, man, they've, they've broken new ground here, water, whatever they broke. But, <laughs> but uh, and it's very much, I would say, a, a formulaic kind of movie, and that here's what we're going to do, and it seemed to borrow from so many different movies. We, my son and I watched it, and we were going, okay, there's a little bit of Jurassic Park, there's a little bit of uh, Star Wars, there's a little bit of Little Mermaid, strangely enough. Right. And right. Uh, But I enjoyed it. It was fun. I think uh, Jason Momoa is just an a interesting character to watch. You know, I think he Drago. was fun. Yeah, that's right. 
Yeah. That was one that I would I would have gone to see anyway, but interestingly my mother who never goes to see superhero movies with us had seen the actor on I think Jimmy Fallon and she thought he was cute. Yeah. So she decided she was going to go see Aquaman simply because of that. So I went with my parents to see Aquaman, <laughs> which is a, That's a rarity. Awesome. And well, they loved it. I'm yeah. all, Too know. bad it wasn't a rated R and they could have gotten you in, you know? So, oh, wait, <laughs> yeah. wait, wait. That doesn't. Yeah. Yeah. Well. Okay. And I will say I'm old enough to remember when Aquaman was cool the first time. You know, it's hard to believe that he ever was. But, uh, you know, he had a little filmation cartoon that was uh, in, he and oh, Superman right. shared yeah. the screen with it. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, pre, Pre-Super Friends. Pre-Super Friends. Wasn't that different a character? So maybe yeah. it just kind of fit right at the time. But yeah. and then comic books, you know, his treatment of them was really good back in the early seventies. Yeah, seventies. I just never, I just never read DC. Yeah, I just never read DC. So, guys, we've talked for over half an hour at this point. I think it's mostly usable. We'll let other people tell us whether it is or not. So, uh, parting words, parting shots. I think this is going to be a lot of fun. I enjoy talking to you guys. If you need a partner to go with to see superhero movies. We'll I know do that. Do it. It yeah, that's good. right. That's right. We, 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 the boys and I have provided that, uh, that support mechanism. For yeah, I people. was with you guys when we saw Force Awakens for the first time, if I remember correctly. That's right. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. It was we were a, all emotional. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> that's right. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. So we've, Art and I've seen a lot of geek yeah, stuff. That's together. right. So if, if our sons are available and our wives, they, uh, just kind of scorn the idea, it's like, yeah, we'll text you. Want to go? So anyway. All right, that does it for episode one. It's in the books. Thanks for joining us, and we'll talk. I have one thing to oh. say. Han shot first. I didn't get that in earlier. Okay, now yeah. close it. Can I close it? Yeah. Do you, anything you want to say, Doctor? Just, just happy to be here and uh, looking forward to lunch. You love me. You really, really love me. See you. <laughs>